developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a reaction from the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association to Ottawa's Friday announcement, a new schedule to raise the carbon tax to $170 a ton by the year 2030. It's currently $30 a ton. Clean Farms launches a pilot project to recycle plastic baler twine in Saskatchewan. Farmers in this province use over 1,200 tons a year. Real Agriculture talks to analyst Ann Wasco about cattle markets. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Babot promises support to poultry producers. The Water Security Agency discusses soil moisture going into freeze-up and the Yorkton Exhibition Association launches a grain drive to help stay alive in tough times. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan farmers are not happy with the Trudeau government's plan to push carbon taxes higher through the entire decade. The $30 a ton tax rises $10 next year and again in 2022. After that, the annual hike will be $15 a ton, reaching $170 a ton by the year 2030. Saskatchewan Stock Growers President Kelsey Alford of Karenport says the rising carbon tax will make producers uncompetitive on the world market. We find this absolutely unacceptable, Jim. The, the fact that, that you're imposing a tax on the people that provide the food for this country is absolutely ludicrous. In agriculture, we're the only industry that sells everything at wholesale, pays for everything retail, and we pay the freight both ways. So saying that we get a break on the carbon tax and that it's uh, revenue neutral, you know, we're, we know better than that. And imposing this on, on any Canadian is unacceptable, especially on agriculture, when we produce the food in, the, in this country and the, some of the best quality food, it may be the best quality food in the world, and you're going to, you're going to tax that? It's absolutely unacceptable. Of course, farm fuel itself is exempt, but there's all kinds of other things, goods that come to the farm, things that you buy uh, for everything from parts to supplies. That is all, of course. Does it affect com competition for Saskatchewan producers to be able to compete on the world and the U.S. market? Without question, it, it affects competition. We are not playing on an even playing field with our neighbors to the south or, or globally when we are imposed a tax where everything is going to, to cost more to produce, it's going to drive businesses out of this country. Do you feel the taxation like this, it just makes it that much harder to be innovative when it comes to going green? Very much so. And I would like to note that 
agricultural producers in this province do their absolute best to have a the smallest carbon pr footprint that they have. We're actually a sequester of carbon, one of the largest in the world, especially on the grassland side. And we, are, we don't get compensated anything for that carbon sequestration. So when we're doing our very best to produce more with less, and you impose a crippling tax, not only uh, financially, but competitively worldwide, what are you telling Western Canadians? That kind of leads into my next question, which is, do you feel producers need support for the carbon sequestration they do? Without question. If you are going to choose to go down the road of charging for a carbon tax, we should be compensated fairly for the carbon that we sequester, because we are a net benefit to all Canadians when it comes to carbon sequestration. Without question, we should be compensated for it. Now, one other question that I had for you today was, Agri-stability, what are your thoughts there, what the federal ministers, federal and provincial ministers are looking at? With the reference margin being renewed or reviewed, that's a, that's a good start. One of the key things that needs to be, to be addressed is, is some of the fine points around, uh, around how the feed valuation is for, for producers. You know, they, it hasn't been a great effective program for cattle producers in this province, but, you know, reviewing the reference margins and getting a, a program that works for everybody is is what we would ask for and, and I think and I know that Minister Merritt is, is working his very hardest to do just that. Kelsey Alford of Cairnport is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The nonprofit group Clean Farms has launched a pilot project in Saskatchewan to collect baler twine for recycling. The manager of stakeholder relations at Clean Farms, Kim Timmer, estimates 1,200 tons of twine are used on farms in Saskatchewan every year. Clean Farms has been operating a, a grain bag recycling program in Saskatchewan since 2018, um, and we've, al we've also been operating pilots uh, to figure out the best way to recover ag plastics um, across Canada for a number of years. Um, so this particular pilot is going to work in a similar way to our grain bag recycling program. Um, we'll be partnering with about 30 facilities across the province, mainly municipalities who are already part of our program, so they're experienced with handling ag plastics. Um, and they'll be offering collection points to farmers. Farmers will be asked to prepare their twine on farm prior to dropping it off. And this involves shaking the twine to remove debris, snow or ice, placing the twine in a collection bag, which are actually available free of charge from collection sites. Um, and then they're asked to drop that twine off at a collection site. Um, and then we'll take care of the rest. So we'll arrange for the material to be shipped to North American uh, recycling market. So what is it recycled into? We've, uh, it's generally pelletized um, and then it's used in various plastic applications. Stuff like uh, maybe car parts, flower pots and perhaps plastic lumber. How much do you hope to collect in Saskatchewan? Well, we're just starting out, so the purpose of a pilot is really to test things out. So at this time, we're really just looking to see if there's interest um, and really develop a, a program that works for farmers. But I understand you believe there's roughly 1,200 tons used in farm operations in Saskatchewan each year? That's correct, yeah. Now, tell me about when you will launch this program. When does it start? It's actually started uh, just now, so hopefully we'll have uh, everything up and running for the winter feeding season. So you said you've got, uh, what, 30 locations where the, there will be collection sites? 
That's correct. We've got 30 locations across the province. Uh, farmers can find the collection sites closest to them by visiting our website, cleanfarms.ca. Is this being included in other parts of Canada, or is this just Saskatchewan? Yeah. So this is a, a, a bit of a first for Saskatchewan farmers, but pilots are actually already underway in Alberta. Farmers there have had access to uh, a twine as well as a grain bag collection pilot for about the past year. Pilots have also been available in Manitoba since about 2013. So there's a lot of good momentum, um, a lot of good learnings for us to pull in as, as we launch this in Saskatchewan. How successful have been our neighboring provinces in collecting twine for recycling? Well, we, we know that farmers are always looking for ways to recycle uh, recycle those, those items. Um, and again, those, those pilots in Alberta are just starting out, so collection figures should be available in the new year. And in Manitoba, we're up to about 30-plus collection sites, so there's a lot of interest from farmers. The end goal here is to make this a permanent program? Well, at this point, the goal is really just to make this program work for Saskatchewan farmers. But you're absolutely right. We're always looking at the long-term, long-term goal, and we know that farmers want to really improve the sustainability of their operations, and that includes recycling more and more ag plastics like twine. I would just, just add, uh, it's such an exciting time to work um, in ag plastics recycling. There's so much momentum. There's so much interest from farmers, so we're really keen to see this pilot roll out. Kim Timmer is the manager of stakeholder relations at Clean Farms. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. It's time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Boy, look at this weather we're getting. This is like, this is a pretty reasonably balmy December. For sure, especially southwest Saskatchewan. We... The snow that we got uh, in our part of the woods anyways, uh, the big dump we got a few weeks ago, it's gone. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll take it, I guess. I, I don't know. We're, we're going to need some more moisture before we hit spring. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I still am worried about January, February and how cold it might get. I, I, some of those forecasts I've seen. You, you've been following closely what Art Douglas has been saying yeah. in Cattle Facts. What, he, he's been kind of spot on, right? He's been pretty pretty spot on, and I the last forecast that I saw uh, him provide still January maybe kind of uh, average here, but I think everybody you talk to talks about a cold February, including uh, Doctor Art. So, yeah, yeah uh, well, we'll enjoy what we got. Absolutely. Okay, uh, wh- where do we start here? Let's start with the U.S. prices this week. What do we see? Well, a disappointing week, Sean. Uh, they lost a couple dollars. U.S. one hundred eight in the south. Um, in the north, 106, 107, so that's about three or four lower than last week. So I guess that's the only way you can put it. We talked a couple weeks ago about that cutout, you know, when it made its high right around that U.S. Thanksgiving. Well, it's, and we said it will come down in December. Well, that one has also come true. The choice last night closed at 214. That is $25 lower than a week ago and 31 lower than when we would have talked two weeks ago. So uh, that's, again, not a big surprise, but those are big moves. 
The flip side of that, Sean, hopefully should mean that that should be good business uh, or a good buy for the retailer to step in and start buying more beef. Good value. Yeah, good and, value. And be aggressive in the first quarter because some of those purchases that are happening now, that, that's stuff that uh, could be sold uh, in the early part of the first quarter. Okay, what about, uh, did you get prices in Alberta and Ontario? Yeah, so locally we did see the Western Canadian market pick up about $4 draft, so 234 delivered was kind of the, the number I think we'll see Canfax come out with, so rough math, about 140 live. And in, in Ontario, Canfax is talking uh, steady money, 232 uh, dressed in Ontario this week. So those markets, um, like I said, a little better news in the West, so that is good, but again, pretty thin trade too. Yeah, and here's the reality. Grain farmers may be sort of like whistling in the wind and saying, no, not a bad year here in 2020. It has been the opposite for the cattle feeder. Yeah, and, you know, I guess a little bit surprising, so we're basically wrapping up the fall run, right? And those feeder cattle and calf prices in Western Canada have stayed really solid, other than a couple of weeks there back in October where they were off, but really solid versus a year ago. And again, given what we've seen, um, you know, I've li- I listened to your visit with Brian Voth this week on feed grain prices, you know, with how much higher they are than last year, uh, the strength in this Canadian dollar, we're up over 78 cents today. And like you mentioned, these losses that have really carried on uh, for cattle feeding losses in Western Canada for virtually all of 2020, it just, it's a bit of a head scratcher, but um, those markets remain strong. And, you know, does it come down to, you know, just simply, you know, more pen space chasing what's out there to sell? I, I'm not quite sure on the answer to that one. Yeah, because, you know, it's- the, the the market, you know, tries to make sense and, and work. And you, you think if there was a lot of losses, it would, you know, pull down that feeder price somewhat too, especially in the t- time of escalating feed feed costs. It, 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 you know, and sometimes it comes down to, listen, I, I got to fill this feed yard because I got, all, I got this pit of silage, right? Like yeah, those yeah, kind of things exactly. come into your, your decision-making as well. And you just sort of, plug your nose and then try to figure it out afterwards <laughs> once they're on feed to figure out your marketing that that is not like the most theoretically ideal way to do it but hey it's the reality yeah no and both of us have been around uh, these markets long enough that if it was as simple as just figuring out on paper and there's your market um neither one of us would would have jobs so it's a uh, <laughs> it's not quite that clear cut all the time this has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lodminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now, don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor, or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of light snow. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 17. 30% chance of light snow early this evening. The low minus 22. 
Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, the high minus 13, wind chill minus 28 tomorrow morning, minus 21 tomorrow afternoon, risk of frostbite in the low, minus 15. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low, minus 16. Thursday, increasing cloudiness, the high minus 5, the low, minus 19. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 15, the low, minus 13. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low, minus 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, and a high forecast of minus 2. Normal high is minus 9 for this date, the normal low, minus 20. The sun rose at 8.52 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at minus 9. The cold spot, Uranium City, up north, minus 35 degrees. Esteban, minus 17. Saskatoon is minus 20. Swift Current, minus 11. Weyburn, minus 18. Yorkton is minus 21 degrees. Regina, cloudy and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 23. Giving a wind chill right now of minus 31 degrees. Humidity is 80%. The barometer dropping 102.8. Light snow, Moose Jaw, minus 15. Winds are from the south, southeast at 9. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau is looking at compensation to Canada's egg and poultry sector due to recently signed trade deals like the Trans-Pacific Partnership. She spoke at a Commons Committee meeting last week. Recently, the minister announced that federal compensation for Canada's dairy farmers would be doled out over the next three years to the tune of roughly $38,000 each year for each dairy producer. Babol told the Commons Committee the government will compensate egg and poultry producers as well. Mr. Chair, our support of our dairy, poultry and egg producers is part of our overall ambition for a strong and prosperous agriculture industry. We know that strong farm businesses mean a strong economy. And that's why we're very focused on strong business risk management programs. Two weeks ago... Ministers from across the country met to discuss a number of key priorities for the sector, including meaningful reforms to BRM programs. Building on all the emergency supports we have rolled out this year to support farmers, our government stands ready to step up with improvements to the BRM programs. We're aiming for a 50% increase to the amount paid out to farmers through the AgriStability program. As a starting point, our government is looking to remove the reference margin limit. And we are prepared to look at further immediate enhancements to agri stability that would apply retroactively to the 2020 year and ongoing. As well, I am hoping to find consensus on an increase of the agri stability compensation rate from 70% to 80%. Taken together, these changes would increase the overall amount agri stability pays out to farmers by 50%. While we have not yet found a national con consensus on these changes, I hope we can find a path forward soon. Bebeau again mentioned her recent meetings with Canada's agriculture ministers and the work that's being done to fix programs like agri-stability. We know there is still work to do. 
Our government remains committed to engaging the sectors on full and fair compensation for the new NAFTA. We also remain committed to support our processors of dairy, poultry and egg products for their market impacts. We have already invested $100 million to help Canadian dairy processors invest in new technologies to stay on the cutting edge. To date, 92 dairy producers across Canada have been approved for projects on new automated production and packaging equipment, new products and specialized training. Dairy, poultry and other processors are also benefiting from the $77.5 million emergency processing fund to implement changes to safeguard the health and safety of workers and their families and improve automate and modernize facilities needed to increase Canada's food supply capacity. That's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau. Agriculture ministers from the prairies like Saskatchewan's David Merritt and Alberta's Devin Dreeshen are expected to respond by the end of this month. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency's latest report shows a mix, mixed picture for moisture conditions across the province entering winter. In combination with the winter snowpack, this forecast becomes the initial conditions for the spring snowmelt runoff. Spokesman Patrick Boyle says most of southern Saskatchewan is quite dry. Yeah, that's essentially what we're seeing. Uh, we released our conditions and freeze-up report here, and, and that uh, kind of looks at those those conditions across the province. And most of the agricultural areas went into winter here drier than normal. Um, there's there's particularly an area there south of Yorkton where, where we saw some uh, more uh, severe dry conditions. Um, there, there's a couple exceptions to that in some pockets in the you know extreme southwest and northern parts of the Grain Belt. Um, but, uh, you know, most of uh, the area in the south is... Uh, was you know uh, going in uh, fairly dry and, and then you know n- not a surprise in uh, northern Saskatchewan and a lot of areas kind of across the you know Meadow Lake over uh, heading uh, east as it was saw uh, significant precipitation and saw some flooding uh, this year so you know, you're kind of seeing the wet saturated in the north and then dry and uh, in the south. Boyle says it's early to determine if there is some chance of flooding in the spring. So right now we kind of look at um, uh, there, there's a couple things going into these uh, uh, the picture for spring runoff and 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 there's three things. The first one is these conditions going into winter. You know how much snowpack we get um, over the winter, and then what are conditions like during the melt and how much precipitation we get. So you kind of get three parts of that picture. This is the first part for us. So um, you know we're gonna. Uh, look at that and, and see, but uh, and, and what those forecasts call for here as far as uh, snowpack goes. So, you know, it, uh, it's starting to form that picture, but uh, we don't know just yet. Boyle says a major runoff outlook will be released in February. Yeah, if we have a looking at kind of an, if we have about an average, I guess runoff, um, it, it, you know, then then we'll probably be below normal as far as uh, conditions in most of the grain belt and area will be be drier. But uh, that all depends on kind of what we're going to see for snowfall activity. So um, uh, it'll be something we're we're kind of looking at here going forward. So it's kind of too early to forecast uh, exactly anything, but we'll have the first look at that out in uh, February. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. 
The Yorkton Exhibition Association has launched a grain drive. Not being able to hold their normal annual events this year due to COVID-19 has had a significant impact on their bottom line, with revenues down 95 to 100 percent. Director Brett Collins says they really don't have a fundraising goal in mind. I guess it, it, it is pretty open-ended at this point. I mean, um, we'll take what we can get, right? Um, um, it's it's uh, one of those things that we've we've had people supporting us for years through different scenarios um, obviously coming to our events and spending money is ideal but we cannot do that right now so we're just asking for whatever people are willing to give just let us come out say hi have a five minute visit while the auger's running and we'll continue on he believes a grain drive will work well you know i think as an agriculture society it's one of the ways that that that's able to support us. I mean, a, a lot of the people that come to our events are, are grain farmers, are cattle farmers, are that type of thing, right? So this is one way of them, you know, like I said, it, it's pretty easy to open the bottom of the bin for, for a few minutes and we get to come out and have a visit with people maybe in a little bit different manner than what we'd like. Collins says they're simply asking for grain right now. They're not asking for livestock donations. At this point in time, we are just taking grain drives. We do have plans to have, uh, we did have a bread heifer sale this fall. We do have plans in the new year to host another sort of auction, and we are looking at options for that to come the new year. But as of right now, we, we would like to keep it to uh, maybe just canola and wheat for commodities just to make things a little bit easier for the trucking side of things. Andy says they would like to hold their regular events next year, but they don't know if they can yet. Well, I, I guess we're on track, but we can only do what we're allowed to do at this point in time. I mean, um, we are definitely still planning on holding events, but um, we cannot obviously hold any events if we cannot have large crowds, right? To be a part of the grain drive, you can contact the Yorkton Exhibition Office. Cash donations are also being accepted. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola gained $5.30 at 5.5407. Number one red spring wheat fell 6.15 at 2.3678. The rest were unchanged. Durham 297.62, feed barley 209.70, flax 693.37, lentils 557.50, oats 206.53, yellow peas 328.89, and feed wheat 183.72. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March red spring wheat fell 10 cents at 560 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotations. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Very nice week of marketing this week. On Monday, we had the uh, six-mile range royalty commercial bread heifer sale for their customers. The average was $2,359. The high in that sale was $3,500. And we had a pair of heifers that raised $10,000 to go to the education fund for Cowboy George, a, a great hired man on one of the farms that had cattle in this sale that was killed in an accident. It's for an education fund for his children. 
uh, very touching. Then we go to Tuesday, the regular cattle sale, uh, the 900 head of cattle on that one. The cow market was good. If they were fat cows, it was definitely stronger, 80, 82. A lot of cows going in that 70 to 70 four dollar range uh, definitely snappier particularly on uh, the upper echelon of quality thursday bread cattle sale and it was dandy uh, there was some lawrence olson second third calvers uh, red and black traded from 22 to 27.50 on a very active and strong demand donnie bamford had his uh, 10 heifer production sale 40 home raised heifers they averaged 24 59 we had some real good uh, uh they were bought heifers but quality red heifers bring 18 to 23.50 uh, and the same description on some black heifers at 18 to 2050 very nice sale but the most touching part probably of the entire fall run was the bamford family offered their best heifer up with funds to go to Saskatchewan Rural Farmer and Rancher Mental Health Initiative, something in this industry we never really want to admit to. Tell you what, the world paid attention. Some people took it to heart, formed a syndicate, bought that heifer for $24,000. Then they resold her, and the gentleman that bought her named that heifer in honor of his brother, who that affliction, mental health, uh, was certainly part of their life. You know something, ladies and gentlemen? I'm really proud of the people that is in this cattle industry, and I'm honored to be part of it. Thank you. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. The pork prices are unavailable. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report. SAS Power has entered power purchase agreements for two 10-megawatt solar projects brought forward by First Nations Power Authority. These two solar projects, which will be located near Regina and Weyburn, will generate revenue for First Nations and provide enough clean renewable energy to the power grid for more than 5,000 Saskatchewan homes. SAS Power Minister Don Morgan says the utility-scale solar power will help SAS Power meet its commitment to reduce greenhouse gases by 40% from 2005 levels by the year 2030. First Nations Power Authority bridges the gap between industry, government, and Indigenous communities to develop Indigenous-owned power generation projects. SAS Power President Mike Marsh says these projects will help SAS Power achieve a short-term goal of adding 60 megawatts of solar generating capacity to the provincial grid. The first project is a partnership between George Gordon First Nation, Star Blanket Cree Nation, and Natural Forces to develop, own, and operate the 10-megawatt solar project near Weyburn. The second project is a partnership between Cowess's First Nation and Elemental Energy to operate a 10-megawatt solar facility near Regina. Cowess's chief, Cadmus DeLorme, says his First Nation has an existing 1-megawatt wind, solar, and battery facility and is installing 320 kilowatts of solar on five community projects back home. He says these small-scale projects has enabled a team to gain expertise in the sector and are now ready to embrace a utility-scale energy project. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was little changed in late morning trading as gains in the technology, industrial and utility sectors were offset by losses in the energy and metals and mining stocks, while U.S. stock markets surged higher. 
The TSX Composite Index was up almost one point at 17,549. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 144 points at 30,191. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.24 cents U.S. compared with 78.31 cents Friday. The January crude oil contract was down 78 cents at 45.79 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantock Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6th, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.